thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. It is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022, and I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, and they are at the wheel. They are at the helm of this ship, and they are steering us through these crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome to the show. Well, I hope everybody's having a good week so far. And um, I hope uh, today finds you very alive, well, and happy. And so um, I apologize for the late show here. If you haven't been able to tell by the title, I am changing this now. Going forward, we're going to call this show 1% with him instead of 1% or less with him. We're just going to call this 1% with him because... We hardly ever spend less than 15 minutes with the Lord. And quite frankly, we should make 15 minutes a minimum standard. It should never be less than 15 minutes. We should make 15 minutes the minimum, but strive to go way beyond that when it comes to reading the scripture and spending a little time in prayer with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we changed it on the website and we're changing it here on the show. So instead of 1% or less with him, we're just calling it 1% with him. And so I might have to change up the intro music, of course, or the uh, the introduction. So I might have to change it up a little bit. But uh, for right now, the intro music stays for the moment until I have some time to change that. It has been a very, very challenging day. I'm not going to go into details because it doesn't matter because you probably have your own woes to worry about. So, But what we are going to do, though, is we are going to dig into something that will help, hopefully help us feel a little better. <clears throat> Excuse me. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to be reading out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verses 1 through 29. And we will start. This is about life and conduct. And I'm reading out of the NASB 95 edition version of the Bible. And we're going to start it off right here. Verse 1, a good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. The rich and the poor have a common bond. The Lord is the maker of them all. The prudent sees the evil and hides himself. But the naive go on and are punished for it. The reward of humanity and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. He who guards himself will be far from them. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower becomes slave to the lender. He who sows iniquity will reap vanity, and the rod of his fury will perish. He who is generous will be blessed, for he gives some of his food to the poor. Drive out the scoffer, and contention will go out. Even strife and dishonor will cease. He who loves purity of heart and whose speech is gracious, the king is his friend. 
The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the treacherous man. The sluggard says, There is a lion outside. I will be killed in the streets. The mouth of the adulteress is a deep pit. He who is cursed of the Lord will fall into it. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of discipline will remove it far from him. He who oppresses the poor to make more for himself or who gives to the rich will only come to poverty. Mm. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your mind to, the, to my knowledge. For it will be pleasant if you keep them within you that they may be ready on your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have taught you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge? To make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may correctly answer him who sent you. Do not rob the poor because he is poor, or crush the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their case and take the life of those who rob them. Do not associate with a man given to anger, or go with a hot-tempered man, or you will learn his ways and find a snare for yourself. Do not be among those who give pledges, among those who become guarantors for debt. If you have nothing, with which to pay, why should he take your bed from you, from under you? Do not move the ancient boundary which your father, fathers have set. Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. And that concludes the reading of chapter 22, verses 1 through 29. Now, just a little note here, I'm reading kind of from the Bible here, uh, the Founder's Bible, regarding Proverbs 22, verse 7, regarding how debt destroys liberty. And that's kind of what we're seeing now, actively, in our current climate. Credit card usage is up, if I recall correctly, the last number that I heard was credit card usage is up over 20% within the last 30 days. As we start seeing the real market value of this heavy manipulation that has been conducted by the central banking cartel over the last 50, 60 years. And so people often call it inflation, but what I call it and what others are calling it is actually seeing real market value of what's happening. And because the banking cabal has done such a magnificent job of really creating illusion of a free market system while at the same time implementing and pushing the usage of credit cards as one of the ways to achieve the American dream, thus putting ourselves further into debt, I was one of them. And right here it says, debt destroys liberty. And it says the Bible is clear about debt, telling individuals in Proverbs 22.7 that the borrow, borrow, excuse me, the borrower, becomes the lender's slave. 
to the degree that someone is in debt to the same degree is that the individual's liberty diminished for debt directly limits freedom by reducing the number of available options for what can be done with earned income since a portion of it is pre-obligated to the note holder. The greater the debt, the less options the individual has, the greater the debt, the more that someone else determines what you will do with your money. It was for this same reason that God also commanded his nation Israel to avoid debt. For the Lord your God will bless you as he has promised you, and you will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow. And you will rule over many nations, but they will not rule over you. And you can find that from Deuteronomy 15.6. Notice that if Israel was the lender, she ruled that she ruled the others. But if she was the borrower, borrower, I don't know why that word is so hard for me, but it is. But if she was the borrower, the others ruled her. Our founding fathers understood this, as Thomas Jefferson explained, and he says, to preserve their independence, meaning the peoples, we must not let our rulers load us with perpetual debt. We must make our election choice between economy and liberty or profusion and servitude. And notice the sequence. You got frugality which produces liberty, but spending produces slavery. So to enjoy liberty, you got to practice frugality. But if you don't mind bondage and oppression, spend away and get into debt. And Jefferson warned of the consequences of excessive government spending. Let's repeat that for a second. The sequence goes like this. So if you're frugal, it will produce liberty, but spending produces slavery. Wow, I've never really heard that before. I really like that. So to enjoy liberty, you got to practice frugality. But if you don't mind bondage and oppression, spend away and get into debt. And like I said, Jefferson warned us of the consequences of excessive government spending. And this is exactly what we're seeing nowadays, today, ladies and gentlemen. The central banking system, the Federal Reserve, is all owned by a private entity, a private family, the Rothschilds. They do not constitutionally have the right to coin money for a nation. But somehow, some way, this corrupt, evil corporate government that was contracted since 1871, but is now dissolved, by the way. We just are waiting for more participation of the American people in all 50 states to take accountability and get involved on their local level with their local county and state assembly. Which, by the way, if you want to know more about that, please visit www.national-assembly.net. But here's the thing. There is a lot of truth in this when we say debt destroys liberty. The four house, excuse me, the four horse leader of this frightful team is public debt. And taxation follows that and in its train, wretchedness and oppression. 
So strongly did the founders oppose debt that Jefferson declared, I place economy frugality among the first and most important of Republican virtues and public debt as the greatest of the dangers to be feared. Mm. And typical of their warnings on this subject are those from Alexander Hamilton, the nation's first secretary of the treasury, who forcefully declared, and I quote, nothing could be more interest. Excuse me. Yeah. Nothing can more interest the national prosperity than extinguishing the present debt and to avoid as much as possible the incurring of any new debt. Establish that a government may decline a provision for its debts through, though able to make it, and you overthrow all public morality. You unhinge all the principles that must preserve the limits of free constitutions. You have anarchy, despotism, or what you please, but you have no just or regular government. And President George Washington also agreed when he also said the progressive accumulation of debt ultimately endangers all governments. No pecuniary, excuse me, I don't know, I, I can't pronounce that word. Wow, my apologies. Pecuniary, which basically means mon monetary. We'll just say that no monetary is considered more urgent than the regular redemption and discharge of the public debt. And then President Thomas Jefferson was equally succinct in his declarations where he said, and I quote, I am for applying all the possible savings of the public revenue of the discharge of the national debt. But if the debt should once more be swelled to a formidable size, its entire discharge will be despaired of, and we shall be committed to the English career of debt, corruption, and rottenness, closing with revolution. The discharge of the debt, therefore, is vital to the destinies of our government. And so, as we read through Proverbs chapter 22, especially when we looked at, uh, I believe it was verse 7, the founders understood that the borrowers became the lender's slave. We often hear Dave Ramsey repeat that often in his show. And my wife and I, we actually did the Dave Ramsey debt snowball. We actually paid off $94,000 worth of debt in about 44 months. It was a lot of work, but we did it. The only debt we have right now is this mortgage uh, that we have on our house. And I don't know if anybody knows this, but mortgage, I know we're kind of getting a little off from the Bible topics, but this is really relevant because the Bible speaks very clearly on how to, you know, why we should avoid debt. But did you know a mortgage means a death contract? That's what it is. A mortgage is a death contract. Yeah, it's very interesting. But um, but never before, though, has that been so frighteningly clear. And America can no longer afford to mortgage its future, speaking of mortgages. And the American government and its voters, as well as every individual citizen, should heed the Bible or heed the biblical advice to avoid debt by limiting spending. The founding fathers knew that national debt was an enemy to be shunned, and we would be wise to do everything we can to contain and eliminate it, both personally and nationally, lest it completely overthrow what liberty we have left. And so that's kind of, in a nutshell, 
Proverbs 22. And like I said, as we kind of see what's going on with today's climate, everything is going up in price, not because of inflation, but because we are seeing the real market value of what was so heavily manipulated by the big banking cartel elitist. And unfortunately, credit card usage is up 20% within the last 30 days. This is why it's so very important to not over leverage yourself in debt, because when you run into these situations, like we saw in 2020, when everything got locked down, and I tell you, I looked at my wife when everything started getting shut down and my hours got reduced. I mean, I was still able to haul fuel, but not much because again, when you have a nation and a world that's shut down, there's really not a whole lot of gasoline and ethanol that gets burned. And so when our hours got reduced and I literally lost about 50 to 60%, I would say about 50% of my income, which, you know, I should still consider myself blessed because we had a, you know, we, we, we lived within our means. But I looked at my wife, I said, I'm so glad we followed the Dave Ramsey, you know, debt snowball protocol, because if we had all these extra payments, the two car payments, the hospital bill, the student loan, um, I think we had two or three credit cards, if I'm not mistaken, at least two, like maybe three. I mean, we had a lot of debt. We had 94 grand in debt and none of that was house related. And so we buckled down for over 40, yeah, about 44 months, if I recall correctly. And we were frugal and we had to say no to a lot of stuff, but we did it. And I believe people can still do it right now. You just have to make the hard choices of what is your priority. Would you rather have that nice new iPhone or are you going to, stick with the old phone that you have it because it does still work or are you going to cancel those netflix and and you know and um amazon prime memberships because that can give you an extra 25 or 30 bucks a month collectively that you could put towards some groceries are you going to stop going to starbucks are you going to limit your how much you drive because you typically maybe like to do cruises along the road going to the beach or something. I don't know. I used to be one that liked to go cruising a lot, but you know, at five, five twenty a gallon, I'm staying home. What's my point in all of this? We're in a storm right now, ladies and gentlemen, and it's very important that you batten down the hatches. And by that, I mean, you got to prioritize what is very important. You do not want to be a slave to the lender. It sucks. And you do. It limits your freedom. And God wants us free. Therefore, it's, this is why we see this oftentimes in the Bible about avoiding debt. Now, obviously... It's not going to happen in all cases. Clearly, my wife and I, we have debt on this house, but we made sure we put down 20% on the home to avoid PMI. But anyway, I say all that to say this. Do your absolute best to not use those credit cards because those credit cards are like snakes. They will bite you in the end. You could play with them and pay off the balance off every month like some people do. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, forget about those rewards and those free miles you get for the airlines. Eventually, it's going to bite you. Like right now, 
when people can't even afford to drive to work because gas is so expensive that all they're doing is going to work to work to pay for gas just to get to work and that's it. And I wish I had words of encouragement saying it's going to get better and it will get better, but before it gets better, it's going to get a little bit more rockier. And so I say all that to say this, be very smart, ladies and gentlemen, with your finances and do not use credit cards. Don't apply for credit cards. There's so many people in my neighborhood, my neighbors that I talk to, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm humbled that they feel confident to talk to me and my wife about these kind of things. Cause I, I don't talk about my finances to others. Number one, it's none of their business, but number two, you know, it's not like, you know, we're hurting that I have to, you know, spill my woes to somebody, but here's the thing. God has blessed us pretty well. And I'm not going to go talking about that because people would look at that and be like, well, you're just, you know, pompous and who good for you kind of right. And I don't want to come across like that. But please avoid debt. I, so many of my neighbors are opening up new credit cards and so many people that I have heard of that I don't know, they're like going out and getting lines of credit, HELOCs on their mortgage just to pay for food and fuel. I'm praying for all of you out there. If you're in a tight bind, because I was there, I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to have scarcity. It sucks, but I promise you, God will pull you through it. Okay. And so we're going to end this with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for all the lessons that you bring to us that humble us and teach us valuable life lessons. And I hope and pray that. We will come, all of us will come on the other end of this storm with more prosperity and abundance and no debt so no one can rule over us and dictate how we spend our money. We know you want us to be sovereign. You want us to be free. And that is what we intend on working towards. We just need your guiding light, Lord. Show us the way and we will follow. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so with that, I want to say I hope you all have a blessed night, blessed evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. And until then or the next time, we'll see you tomorrow with another 1% with him. And uh, let's see, tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah, so that's all we're going to have is a 1% with him. And then on Friday, we're going to have a His Hardline discussion where we talk Again, for probably another hour to an hour and a half with Donna Brandenburg, who is running for governor in Michigan. And uh, she's going to give us updates about her battle with the state, you know, because they keep trying to kick her off the ballot and, you know, and saying that her signatures were lost. And yeah, it's a big, long story. But anyway, join us at 8 a.m. on Friday for his hardline discussion for the Brandenburg Block Hour. All right. Have a blessed night, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you then. say thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.